Pickaxe. Hello, and welcome back to the Review of Death, your fortnightly Doctor Who podcast where we talk about everything that's been happening in the world of Doctor Who and then review an episode of your choosing. And this week, we're doing an episode of our chosen. choosing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing Evil of the Daleks, yeah. which has just been released by BBC Studios, the animated reconstruction of. One of the great Dalek stories of the 60s. Absolutely. And we'll kind of, you know, work through that and let you know what we thought of the reconstruction as well as the episode itself. Yeah. But there's some news what has happened. There is some news what um, has happened. We tried to jump onto it as quickly as we could in the last episode. Yeah. But what you actually got was 10 minutes of us on Zoom <laughs> talking about it. Um, and that is, of course, that Russell T. Davis is returning to Doctor Who. Yeah. Which is sensational news. I, It's so bizarre is is there any other news that we need to any other there, there are a few bi- about- there are a few bits and bobs i think we'll get that out of the way actually what we should get out of the way first is we should thank the lovely patrons over at patreon yes. for your continued support actually i um, don't want to thank them because no. they made me watch bloody it's zygon <laughs> oh yeah right so the other night we watched zygon when being you just isn't enough i didn't realize how pornographic it actually was <laughs> until we sat down to watch it with about you know 15 other people yeah it was the most bizarre video experience we've ever had but we recorded our reactions to it and so yeah. we're going to release that as um, a little uh, bonus a little bonus episode next or this Friday actually so this Friday you'll get um, an audio commentary of Zygon when being you just isn't enough with us yeah so you know that'll be fun um, <laughs> for some people I'm sure um, but yeah so thank you to the patrons over at Patreon thank also you. massive thank you to Jack Duffy yes for creating our brand new website or landing page or you know it's just the cool List. It is so amazing. And I was he, blown away when you sent it to I me. I know. They did it totally off their own back. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, what a random surprise to get in my DMs. Yeah. And so reviewofdeath.co.uk. I know. What's it's that about? Nuts. We've got a proper URL. It's mental. So go Bonkers. and have a look at the website. And I think it's jackduffy96, I think is his at, or 97. Mm. It's it's out there. But, you know, massive thank you, Jack. Yeah, incredible. Uh, nuts. So, you know, now you work for us, we're going to ask you to add loads of stuff to it. And we're going to overwork you until <laughs> until you shut the website down. So I've just realised that we always do these videos, yeah, and we never introduce each other. We don't, do we? Because I think we just assume that people know who we are because they've been listening for ages. But well, five uh, episodes in, yeah, to, <laughs> to finally do it. Um, how would you introduce yourself, Matthew? What's the typical things that people say to introduce themselves in a Doctor Who podcast? Favorite episode? Favorite Doctor? Uh, least yeah, favorite doctor so. least favorite episode go hello, on hello I'm Matt and my favorite doctor is Tom Baker and my favorite episode is Pyramids Mars excellent least favorite doctor in episode least favorite doctor oh no we're not saying they're not good well he might be I'm well, not no I'm to. not I, I, oh god no I'm going to get a lot of hate if I say this I'm going to have bloody I'm going to have people I know what I, in my house down. okay so we know we know who his least favorite doctor is that's, that's okay um, from what you've just said there do you? Do you yeah. Know it so Jody Botts, he lives at <laughs> his address. Um, she's fine, but she's just not for me. Okay, there we. So yeah, he's his least favorite. Sorry. Um, and least favorite episode? Currently, the space pirates. Okay, from what we're going on, but fine. there must be no. I know which is the worst episode: the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Oh, that is poo. Yeah, yeah, that is the first Doctor Who that I've watched, and I've literally watching it live, and I thought to myself, I need mm. to switch this off because mm. this is shit. Bill Bailey's in that one, isn't he? He is. Unfortunately. What a waste. Wasted him. I mean, we did say that about Matt Lucas in 
the return of Doctor Mysterio. Was yeah. that the first time he was in it? No, he was in Husbands, oh, Husbands of River, River Song. Song. And he was wasted in that. He was wasted in that. And we said, that's his indelible mark on the show. Thank God he got to come back because yeah. everyone loves Nardole now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was a bit of a joke with us yeah. over Nardole at the start, but we both grew to like him, I He's think, right. in the end. Uh, and I'm Billy, and my favourite episode, my favourite Doctor is, I have a crisis of conscience over it with John and, and Sylve. They're kind of always... Okay. Interesting. It's taking over oh, you've second. got you've got points then with my brother. Yeah, I, I keep saying someone pointed this out on the comments in the YouTube video mm. for the last one. Where I'm like, oh yeah, Jonathan said this or Johnny said that. And they're like, who the? F- <laughs> <laughs> it's Johnny. He's like, oh, that's my brother. Well, we'll definitely give Johnny an introduction when he comes. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, dressed as Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> dressed as Sylve because there's no other reason to have him on than him <laughs> dressed as Sylve. That's a joke, Johnny. Favorite episode, uh, Curse of Peladon. Least favorite Doctor, Fifth Doctor least favourite story it would probably be there yeah, Doctor the Wither and Wardrobe yeah, or pretty crap like, Zygon it's not even when like... being you isn't enough <laughs> that doesn't count well it's 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 licensed it's fully licensed nah it doesn't count no, okay. doesn't count mm-hmm. I don't care who paid for it don't care who paid all that good money to lo- look at lots of bums and knockers oh for God. no reason whatsoever yeah. and knobs and knobs full yeah. on knobs yeah that's the first thing you see isn't it really it, it's it, you can't winking miss it at you. winking at you literally <laughs> um so yeah that's us um <laughs> lots of knob gags um news mm. in terms of things what have happened uh b&m oh wow yeah there's some new oh wow oh proper bristol there do you remember when that first season five trailer came out series five trailer and everyone took the mick out of matt smith going hey bye bye gum yeah that was so weird that? yeah it's like that was when just... everybody was on the we hate matt smith bandwagon yeah. and you know, I remember a, com- a, a, a Gallifrey based comment that said his action figure will come with a rattle, oh, a yeah, sonic rattle. Yeah, it's oh, so ridiculous. God. What's wrong with fandom? My God. And that was the big one as well. Um, Victory of the Daleks. I am the doctor. And, and you, you are, are the, the Daleks. Daleks. Yeah. And people were like, oh my God, he's that not doing it so like that. It's so cool he? of them to leak I that. Know. Like, Yes. Oh, I hate Doctor Who fans. <laughs> honestly. Um. So yeah, new B and M action figures. New B and M figures have come out. Uh. Well, they well they're not out yet. Mm. Um. They are out mid to late October, mm. possibly November, depending on how things go. Um, so we've got a first Doctor and Tardis, which we've is lovely. Got the fifth Doctor with, with the two androids, which has caused some contention on the internet. Yeah. Is everybody genuinely angry about having two more Dalek action figures? Is yeah. that what everybody was upset over? Well, they're upset about <laughs> the Doctor Who fans. <laughs> yeah, being, they're upset about everything. So if you don't know, there was there was a... So a, they, were, they were annoyed about the Android set because... There's no Cyberman? There's no Cyberman. Right. Um, and one of the Androids is actually a woman in the story. Yeah. So, um, so it's two separate figures because there are well there are two androids the two androids in the story but in the story one of them's a woman but the toys they're both blokes okay fine uh but my brother who has obviously watched earth shock a bazillion times when i said to him of course one of them's a woman he went really (laughs) so you know um so they got funny about that they were Mm. upset as well that the planet of the daleks set is just two gunmetal gray daleks rather than a gunmetal gray dalek and the supreme Supreme dalek or or like the transparent one right um which is fair enough but it has been confirmed i think i'm safe to say that they will be doing extra sets for certain stories okay so like there'll be another planet of the daleks set potentially with the supreme dalek in so don't worry about it just yet if your favorite dalek has not been released at b&m yet don't panic because it might come out 
at some point. <laughs> Public service announcement. We need to get out before people start hurting each other. Like <laughs> Looting B&M, <laughs> burning it down. Um, uh, the other news, I suppose, would be that, well, we might have to redact this again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the whole <laughs> the thing. Yeah. So in the space of three weeks, it's been leaked that is coming back as yeah and and is coming back as well those those uh, matrix sound effects are, are coming yeah, in handy uh, yeah i mean apologies every, i mean people pretty much worked out people, what it was last time didn't they people like, in the youtube comments were like i'm, I'm trying to lip read what billy's saying oh okay he's <laughs> back right there we go um so that's exciting that's exciting uh, um and i said to someone on oh actually no i can't it's no good me discussing this because it's, it's, it's all gonna get anyway. out, so Fine. we'll so. talk we'll talk about it when the time comes. when the time comes next year and we're still waiting for a trailer yeah uh, by the which, time you hear this we the this episode the trailer may have come out yes because exactly. people think i don't know why people seem to assume that it might happen on Saturday because of well I think I mean strictly, what we what we've had obviously are the interruption idents which have been cool which I mean but identical to the ones that Peter got for his first series right yeah in terms of placement yeah is it the actual conclusion to find the Doctor is like because I from what I what well, it looks like it looks like it's a continuation of and that the isn't messages it? that have yeah. been sent and what we've what we know about it is well, like well this looks like it's part of find the this doctor. is what I was going to say to you I wonder if episode one of the series. It's called Find the Doctor. Find the Doctor, yeah. Mm. I think that something went wrong with that campaign. Because it think? doesn't seem to have actually it was a bit concluded. Of a, it was a damp squib. It, it feels like of... Time Lord Victorious. It kind of feels like everything was going... Yeah. And then they... like Not that we maybe saw something happened. No. But the last piece of the puzzle just fell out of place a little yeah. bit. And everything kind of crumbled as a result. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, those, those interruption idents... Look like they it could feels be like it should it. be part of it, doesn't it? Yeah, but we don't know that for sure. No. I my my phone is going off, and I'm I'm I am checking every so often just to make sure that no, no trailer has dropped. Oh my while god! We're could you imagine that would have been good? We could have watched it. We live. could have watched it live. That um, would have been good. But I, I yeah. So we're 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 on a high alert at the moment. Yeah, um, which is just as well because we're going to talk about it. This topic the topics that we'll cover in this episode in a bit more of a relaxed way mm. you'll see i have no notes on my table you see i have no laptop i've not been feeling very well the last couple of days so now we just get to have an old-fashioned review of death natter Chat. with zero planning whatsoever yeah. which is nice so russell t davis is coming back to doctor who matthew i know this is insanely exciting where were you when you heard the news i was sat at my desk in the mm. office mm-hmm. and I, I saw i saw it come up and i was like this is this can't be true. This must be a piss take. And then it was no, it was true. It was everywhere. Yeah. And everyone was losing their minds. And I was, you know, trying not to scream at my mm. desk and mm. jump up and down and do cartwheels. Mm-hmm. But I had to internalize it all. Mm. And I was like, I need to, I need to, I need to say something to somebody because yeah. nobody in my office likes Doctor Who. No, and I so, always get that. I'm like, I feel like I need to phone someone. Yeah. So I usually phone my mum, and it's like. <laughs> Oh, okay. Because I've messaged you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And we've had a chat and come to a conclusion of yeah. like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. And then I'll phone my mum and go, oh, this has happened. And it's kind of not, it's not quite the same conversation. Yeah, this I- is the thing. Like I, I text my brother. Uh, so he was teaching and then he, he texts me back and he's like, Matt, I'm really busy. And I was like, no, just call me when you can. Yeah. So he was like, okay, what's, what's going on? I said, have you seen the news? And he was like, no, what's happened? I said, they've announced the new showrunner. Oh yeah, who is it? It's Russell T Davies. 
and he was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. So we were there chatting for ages. Um, when I should have been working. Sorry. Mm. Sorry, Yorkscast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he was... This is work. Yeah, this is work. Come on. You play video games That's what my brother says. He's like, oh, working, working. Look at me. I'm influencing the young minds of of the next generation. (laughs) (laughs) Of Doctor Who fans, maybe. (laughs) Doctor Who fans, yeah. Uh, So we were both... Well, I'm super excited. Jonathan was a bit more like, oh, yeah, but... You know, he wasn't brilliant. He had dopey shit in his stories. And I was like, but that's Doctor Who. It's par for the course. So you, you, every... you, you're never going to get it. No. You're always going to get something that's going to make you go, Ugh. Yeah. But of that's, course, that's you know, par for the course. It's Doctor Who. Exactly. Um, but my God, what a safe pair of hands. You know, well, the Godfather. Yeah. So Who. I think a lot of people have been looking at that safe pair of hands things in two different contexts. Yeah. Of like, oh, okay, is this some sort of emergency you know, we need to stop this going off a cliff sort of thing. Yeah. So we've got Russell in, which is a very, very mean-spirited way to look at it. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't consider it to be any kind of, like, last-ditch attempt to stop the show from crashing. Because anybody could come in and, if they've got the right ideas in terms of promoting the show, I think that's half the battle. And I think that that's a battle that hasn't really been fought on behalf of whoever's in charge of that promotion. Yeah. It feels like every so often we do get a bit more of an injection of creativity into promoting the show. Yeah. I mean, God, when Jodie's first series was coming out, there were posters. It was on the side of buses again. (laughs) Sorry. He's he's getting a bit choked up thinking about it. (laughs) He breathed in the truth. And and now it's just like, there's, there's... It's nothing. Well, yeah, but the, the find the doctor thing is just, it's kind of come and gone. But yeah, uh, the, the trouble is with the find the doctor thing is unless you are a sad git on Twitter, right, exactly. you're not gonna you're not gonna know about that. Exactly. General public aren't gonna be looking up Judy Whittaker. <laughs> and the the I guess the point of the of the idents, the interruption idents, is that you can't quite tell what's going on. Yeah, you know, Mavis, but, my t- the telly's going <laughs> well, funny again. <laughs> well, literally, it was this strange woman. <laughs> yeah, um, that well, yeah, that's you know, it's maybe not the best way of promoting the show. No. And everybody's obviously. If I, I, I do really get sick of Doctor Who fans never being. Do you happy. know what they should do? Go on. They, you know, they. So at the end of the Find the Doctor thing mm. online, they had that scary monster. They should do the scary monster because uh. people would be because everyone on Twitter would be on Twitter like, did you see that weird fucking face on? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, true. You know, Rather yeah. than, oh, it was Doctor Who. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There'd yeah. be more... Something that's like, actually like... Oh, was I going mad? Or did, was there like a horrible face in my TV? Yeah, exactly. And at that least it would get be, people talking. That would be cool. Thank you, BBC. You can have that one. Yeah, well, you can have that one. I Yeah. I, I'm getting really sick of seeing Doctor Who fans complaining about the it lack does, of trailer, though. Yeah, that is getting on my nerves. Because we don't even know how far out we are from it. No. Everybody's assuming it's Halloween. And so people are going... Well, if it's coming out on Halloween, why aren't they doing it? I don't know that that's <laughs> no, what's going to be happening. It's just, it's just surmising. And, and you know, we obviously have just done a whole, we can do it better than you can or whatever thing. Yeah, it's yeah. a joke. But there are some people out there who legitimately really are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, why isn't the, isn't the BBC doing this? It's yeah, like, I know. BBC promote your um, show challenge or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like, they do you not think there's, you know, hundreds of people who think about this sort of stuff every day? Yeah. You know, like... I know that we don't like to think that somebody working on Doctor Who actually has their ducks in a row <laughs> and that it's all just chaotic all the time. Yeah. But it's not the case. It's a massive, you know, corporation. They'll have 
plans for what they're going to do. Yeah. And they clearly just started to get the wheels rolling. Yeah. Just because it didn't happen three weeks ago when everybody was complaining that there should have been a trailer then. Yeah. Or after the World Cup. Everybody's been saying this since the final. That's true, isn't of, it? Yeah. Of the Euros. I forgot Sorry. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah everyone yeah, was yeah. saying it's going to happen during the Euros, during the halftime yeah. and during the final. Obviously, it didn't. No. But everybody's been angry that it hasn't happened since then. Yeah. Rather, rather than just waiting. Yeah. Like, it's going to come out. You know, that's like, it, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that's my little moan out of the way. So Russell <laughs> coming back. Hmm. One thing that we've both discussed with people is what it's going to look like when he does come back. Yes. And some people saying, "Oh, I hope it doesn't do X, Y, and Z," based on what he's done previously with the show, yeah. not to do with his writing. No. And I think you have to factor in his recent writing when you talk about Russell coming back, because you've said before, he's a very adaptable writer. Very much so. Very versatile yeah. in the voices that and he uses. It's not just his writing, it's just his whole understanding of the world of television. He has got his finger on the pulse. Exactly. He is incredibly clever. Mm. Incredibly clever. Mm. Uh, you know, and obviously a super talented writer. Mm. And it is just so exciting, like you said, to see how the other projects that he's done since Doctor Who, like It's a Sin, like Years and Years, Mm. you know, and then think, my God, that man is going to be doing Doctor Mm. Who. Mm. Forget all of the the Russell T Davies of 2005 to 2009. Forget that. Mm. Look at what he's doing now and Mm. thinking, my God, what is his Doctor Who going to be like? I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll still get a lot more of the human elements and the... Kitchen sink drama. The kitchen sink drama. And I think Doctor Who needs that mm. I, for a wider audience i think the wider audience enjoys that aspect of it which is why it was so successful when it did come back i agree i think you need you need that emollient almost in it to kind yeah. of you have a family yes. unit like the tylers yeah. that are reacting to this yeah. and are going it looks like a bloke in a suit yeah but and then somebody gets horribly murdered yeah. by a slovene or whatever you need that that it needs yeah. to juxtapose it. It's just, a lens. Yeah. In much the same way that back in the day, a companion was there to ask the questions that the audience were. Yeah. I think that Russell gets what a general audience thinks of Doctor Who. Yeah. And I think he is able to... In You know, Stephen Moffat was, was very... I don't know what the right word to use is. It was almost like he was the anti-fan making Doctor Who. In right. the way that he would refer to the programme within the show. Yeah. Um, you know, constantly doing the Doctor Who, thing. very metatextual, exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Whereas Russell is meta, but in a in a much more welcoming sense. Yeah. Where you do get a sense that these characters, you know, they are real. They're reacting to this bloke in a suit. Yeah. In much the same way that anybody normally would. I, Tim Shaw, that scene where the guy chucks his um, kebab, <laughs> yeah, at him yeah, yeah, put me in mind of, of Russell quite a lot. That sequence because it's like it's. Uh, uh, this this science fiction fantasy series, this silly TV show, is is coming into, into the real world, the real world, yeah. and people are reacting to it like that. And I think you know Chibnall tried in his own way to distill a bit of that because obviously all of his drama is yeah. stuff like Broad Church, which is obviously very uh, family based, mm. social based. But I think the issue, at least that I had, and I think why it didn't necessarily work is just there was too many people with Russell's mm. Doctor Who. You had one companion, which was the focal point and the Mm. family around it. Mm. With Chibnall's Doctor Who, you've got Yaz and her family. Mm. You've got Ryan and everything going on with him and Bradley and all that Mm. sort of stuff. And it's like, you can't take a 
grip on everything. I think, There's nothing there to grasp. I, I think you're right. It's because those characters are maybe painted in slightly broader strokes Very much. than so, yeah. Russell's characters are. And I don't think there's anything that like one is a bad version of the other. It's just a different way of approaching it. Because yeah. maybe Chris is more focused on the storytelling of these, or like individual scenes with yeah. these family dynamics rather than knowing, which is what was the genius of Russell's stuff, um, or part of it anyway, was I know what Jackie's going to think of this. Yeah. You know what people's reactions to certain situations yeah. are going to be. I think the other thing that I'm really looking forward to having back in Doctor Who is that, element of russell's writing and his creativity where uh, i said it before on 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 old videos you can draw russell's who the next day in school you you know you can't draw a what what are they called tesseract or whatever they were called what what were they called in um that's isn't that in the avengers oh what was the name of that thing from uh let's kill hitler the the oh, yeah. antibodies or whatever, you know. All yeah, those, yeah, yeah, those Those things. monsters where yeah. it's like, I've forgotten it. I've forgotten about this. It. It's, it's not yeah. a monster I mean, I'd remember. forgotten that was a thing. Do you thing. know what I mean? I thought you meant the actual like robot well, yeah. thing. Yeah, like, well, the, the, the whole, that whole deal. The whole, yeah, yeah. It's just like Russell, when he created something, yeah. it was it was colourful mm. and, it, and it was characteristic. Yeah. And you know, you could say maybe it was a perfect storm back then and he had everybody there to connect the dots to make it successful. Yeah. And maybe those people won't be there. Mm. I mean, we haven't even spoken about the fact I he's know. Bad Wolf. I know. I mean, this, is, know, this like, is the other thing. Like, before you even... So that's BBC Wales. Out of it. Out of the picture. Yeah. This so is, it would be BBC Studios in conjunction with Bad Wolf TV. Now, obviously... Is the, it Bad Wolf TV? Or ba- is it is Bad Wolf Productions? productions Bad Wolf or TV Bad Wolf is or from... <laughs> Doctor Who. (laughs) So this interests me that this is the first time, I know BBC Studios obviously involved. Yeah. And obviously BBC Wales um, were, it's not like they're completely independent as a production company, but this is the first time Doctor Who has been produced outside of the BBC's bubble. Since, Since 1996. Bonkers. It's nuts. It's really, and I think this is one of the more exciting things that people don't seem to talk about very much. Exactly. Is that someone else is making it and what is that going to be like? And what are the benefits of that going to be? I can tell you one of the benefits. It's not going to be produced with a BBC mindset. Yeah. Whether that's a negative or a positive, you know, for people to take away. It's, it, this is being made by a production company that wants to make the best drama in the world. Yes. They're not fussed, like, it's, if Call the Midwife was made by Bad Wolf. Yeah. It would be a very different television program. You know, it would it would be set up for the HBOs. Yeah. You wouldn't blink yeah. scrolling through different programs to watch. Doctor Who, I think, is always, maybe less so in... Because if there's one thing to take away from the Chibnall era, it's that Doctor Who has never looked better. Mm. And it set the show up really well for what it can look like in the future. Yeah. But when you look at His Dark Materials, produced by Bad Wolf, I mean... It's another it's a level very, again, it's isn't a disparity, it? You yeah. know, like I look at some of the Moffat stuff and think, man, this looks really quite ugly. Mm. Um, and a lot of the Russell stuff, but that's a symptom of the time it was made. Exactly, in. yeah. With the Chibnall era stuff, it looks lush, yeah, and it and it's got a lovely palette and everything's really consistent. 
but it's not his dark materials no in terms of production quality and yeah. like the, the amount of money that's going into yeah. it man can you imagine what doctor who's going to look like now I is know. it going to be a limited series like that there's so many questions that we it, yeah, don't know this is it. To. we we don't know do we no. we just don't know because i mean i know when we were all at the pub the other night we were talking mm. about oh, what other writers is he going to bring in and then i sort of thought to myself well Maybe it'll be like a Children of Earth deal. Maybe he won't have other writers. Maybe he'll just think, oh, okay, we'll just do short miniseries Maybe. and I'll write them. Or, you know, we, we just don't know. But I think it's very exciting to think that it's not just Russell coming back. Mm. It's Julie Gardner coming back. Right. It's um, Jane Tranters coming back. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these people that the, made... The, the foundations, do- the foundations for Doctor for Who do- to this yes. day are coming um, back. It's bonkers. It's like, what? It's happening. But it's so exciting. I would love to know how they feel inheriting the show back now. Yeah. Because they obviously set it up, set it running. Yeah. Massive success. Gave the, you know, handed the keys over to somebody else. Yeah. And were able to sit back and work on their own things. Yeah. Now it's coming back round to them mm. and they're getting it back and going, right, how much of what we set up is still working? Yeah. Structurally. Yeah. Um, in terms of chain of command or how we get the scripts to the screen. Yeah. Because... Um, you know, you've still got your diehards on the show like Danny Hargreaves. Yeah, of course. You know, he was he's almost as much of a staple of those early years as seeing Phil Collinson pop up yeah. for a chat on yeah, Doctor yeah, Who yeah. Confidential. Yeah. There are still so many people involved in that show. Is it gonna give them an injection of let's do this 125% again? Yeah. I'm not saying they don't do that, but I think having somebody like Russell behind it is gonna attract mm. a lot of attention. Yeah. And everybody's gonna have to be on their A game yeah. because he is probably the biggest and best export in terms of television yeah. that we've had in the last 30 years. Yeah. And he's coming back to the show that he made a massive success that made his name. Yeah. You know, who's going to, who people are going to be queuing up well, this is it, to be it? appearing in this yeah. now. And that yeah. is really exciting. People who may, maybe Matt Smith going, well, you know, I'll give it another 10 years and see if I come, if fancy coming back and doing a one-off. Yeah. Now that Russell's back involved, yeah, that might everybody change. who was a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah. like cold about doing it again or being involved in the program again yeah. is going to have a change of heart, I think. And yeah. that's cool. Does that now mean that technically, depending on how long he lasts, mm. Russell might end up being the man who has written more Doctor Who? Mm. Obviously, it's Stephen Moffat at the moment. Mm. But- you know. I guess so. Oh dear, I can't wait to see that on Instagram, those two <laughs> bickering about that. <laughs> I think that th- this this is a big moment for the show for its longevity Yeah, as well. Because if the way that the show is perceived currently by the general public, if that doesn't pick up mm. with Russell behind it, what more can you do besides resting... The program. Yeah, I think this is it. And, and I'm not saying this is a last-ditch attempt to oh, salvage no, no, no. whatever was no. ruined or yeah. whatever by the Chibnall era, which I don't think is the case at all. But this is... You couldn't get a better well, this is setup it, isn't it? for I it mean, going forward. When we did our first episode of this podcast where mm. we were talking about, you know, who, who could come in and do it. Yeah. And I think people did say, oh, bring Russell T. Davies back. Yeah, and I th- whatever. And I, th- I think we all, saw- yeah, we all did that. We all mm. rode our eyes and like, no, 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 Doctor Who needs to move forward. It needs to move forward. But I think then when you were then presented with, you know, he is doing it. Yeah, I it, know, I know. Suddenly it was just like, brilliant. You know, that's fantastic. And I know, like I said at the start, it was a safe pair of hands, mm. but it's not in a derogatory way. Mm. It's a safe pair of hands because, you know, he's so brilliant. And I know that whatever he does, yeah, it will be right for what the program needs. At exactly. least I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. But I said to you last week, and mm. we purpose. Well, this was after we were recording. Mm. But I said to you last week, I said, 
we've obviously got all of series 13 all these specials yeah still to come yeah but hearing that news mm. reinvigorated my interest in doctor who like that instantly but so so this is the interesting uh, the other side of the argument yeah. with the, in like the way the fandom have talked about it is everybody going guys come on jody's still got a full series to go can we not talk about russell so much it's like what, what i mean sorry i love this this yeah, current yeah. era of the program i really well you know i really like it yeah you do you know i'm allowed to be excited about what's going to come next i'm still looking forward to series 13 yeah and i'm still i still i'm sure we're going to get some great stories to enjoy yeah at least you hope so anyway yeah you know so i'm excited for what's going to happen but that's like going oh yeah there's a new doctor but can everybody just focus on the fact that this doctor still got however many episodes left to go it's like yeah but that's that's kind of taking the fun out of yeah. the show moving forward of like course. you know okay we'll look back on this era jodie whittaker's era and we'll know from which point on we heard that russell was coming back mm. and you know we'll be able to trace yeah uh popular opinion of the program from there but do you think that could give doctor who a ratings bump Oh yeah, for yeah. the start of this series, yeah, series well, thirteen. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so I, let's I, talk I, more about Russell yeah, coming back. I said this to my brother. I said, you know, because <laughs> you know, people was like you said, people were saying it was a distraction. But no, I don't think it is because people are going to be like, huh? Mm. But if Russell's coming back, mm. oh, I might just dip in and see, mm. you know, just get get ready for when he does come back, exactly. sort of thing. And I think it's bonkers that it was an absolute sensation when the story dropped. He was trending on Twitter. I know. I think I saw that going around on Twitter yeah. more than mm. when Chibnall and Jodie announced that they were going. Yeah. Well, of course, because it's 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 positive news for a start. Well, that's, that's true. That's always going to spread, yeah. spread yeah. more. And it was always the um, same thing. Every, everyone was like, is, did I dream this? Yeah, I know. I know. And I still, and I, I think I text you late at night. I was like, I've just seen the picture I know, of Russell again. I know. And it just hasn't sunk in that he's coming back. The thing that, the thing that got me, and again, we talked about this in the pub the other night, was when he tweeted day one yeah or, or put it on instagram and it was like man he's working on the show again yeah. it's, this is this is insane he's sitting down and he is typing the words it's tardis int yeah. yeah dot yeah. <laughs> it's insane so and and this is a whole other thing like right so we, we've still got we've got a whole new tardis to look forward to oh but the, i know do you know what this is, this is the thing it's the exciting part of yeah who's fan and because it's a completely new production team everything is going to be different everything's gonna be different like you know, would the BBC be like, okay, cool, here are all our Daleks, our Dalek props. Yeah. Or would they go, I mean, if you want to make your own, that would be nice as well. Like, would well, they just yeah. fabricate a whole new, well, they might you know, do. Just Dalek but, design? You know, I don't think the TARDIS is going to follow that same rough, you know, it's, oh, the, it's always had the same basic look, yeah. really, since Eccleston. Yeah. Like, that's going to change completely, I'm sure. This is the thing. I, I think I was saying this to my brother the other day about the TARDIS. Mm. Like, you know, I think the organic thing mm. was very 2005 sci-fi. Mm. And I think now there, it must be something different. I mm. hope it... I mean, obviously, I didn't like the organic thing anyhow. Sure. But I hope that that changes. I mean, mm. I don't know what, what it is. Mm. I don't know what the look would be. Mm. But... I hope it is something different and I hope it's something that when we see it we go ooh it's it's also it's it's you know the market that Russell was making telly for back in 2005 obviously yeah. these streaming services weren't a thing yeah um even the idea of pausing and rewinding a show that you taped on Sky Plus or whatever yeah um that was a very new and cool thing to do yeah so 
all the conversations that Russell's had or things he said in interviews just prior to, to getting the job. Yes. Where he's saying, okay, we need to be more like, Doctor Who should be more like Disney Plus yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, he said, oh he said, well, he, you know, he was talking, yeah, he was talking about how Doctor Who can stand up there yeah. amongst Star Wars, amongst Marvel and DC and all that lot. And he said, if we can just push it mm. and it's like oh suddenly that we mm. has a whole different meaning than just the royal we yeah. is that the yeah, way yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's me and bloody julie it's, <laughs> Jane it's, it's real sort people out. yeah, yeah, yeah. currently thinking about it yeah. like they are now thinking how does doctor who look what does it look like compared to yeah. mandalorian like i've yes. started to get into the mandalorian and uh, i think we're three episodes into the second series or something yeah and I was watching it and I was thinking if I surgically remove Mando from this scene mm. and put, you know, Tina Miller in this scene yeah. or whatever, like the opportunities to raise the profile of the show from a visual perspective mm. too. Yeah. You can't, if you want to compete with the Mandalorian, you want to invest in one of those big, massive, wonderful indoor sets yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, the like the, things. yeah, all the projection stuff because it, like Doctor Who can and should look like that, yeah, and and you you get closer. It always feels like Doctor Who's like maybe a year or two behind, behind it all, yeah. And now it's like, well, with people who want their finger on the pulse yeah. of, you know, TV as a whole or media or film, and people who are aware of the zeitgeist and are pushing forward trends, mm. or maybe even Doctor Who will invent a couple of trends or yeah. whatever. You know. It's just, it's bizarre, even from like a marketing perspective, a bad wolf going to be responsible for it? Or, you know, the, is the Doctor Who Twitter account still going to say tweets by BBC Studios? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, when when will the logo change on the collection sets? Oh my God, we no, don't they won't know. do that. They won't do that. They won't change the logo. I think, well, they might change the logo for the programme, but I, they won't change it on those collector's sets. So do but, you think that will be the new heritage logo? Possibly. For like all merchandise is going to be Jodie's logo or classic stuff? Maybe, or maybe it'll just be limited to the collection sets. Because, yeah. I mean, people just look at the nice pictures anyway that yeah, the binding does. No one really pays attention to anything can else. someone who knows Russell, a few of the people that we know that know Russell, can you snip this little section here and just say, just make sure that the collection sets yeah. have the same But he's a, he's a clever man. He, he'll know. He'll, he's a fan. He'll be like, oh no, don't change don't it. Don't change it. <laughs> Everybody will be really down. upset. <laughs> um, but it's interesting because... I think before I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast last on the first episode, but you and I talking privately, mm. I think we were talking about the whole mm. the technology of Lucasfilm and all yeah. that sort of stuff, and we sort of said, "God, you know, it is going to end up mm. Doctor Who is going to have to be bought out by someone like Disney or Netflix." Or oh whatever. yeah, we've said that before. We've yeah. said that before, and like now it's not happened, but it's got its foot in that direction, having someone else coming in to make it. Yeah. I the, the thing that really excited me w w was when comparing it to his Dark Materials. Yeah, is I I've remember. Seen that. I feel like I should. I, it's probably a good it idea just, too, to be honest, because you probably idea. get a vibe from yeah. it, wouldn't you? But it, like, th there was a section where they were showing how they did the CGI for a monkey, in right? It. And Doctor Who, apart from when Doctor Who Confidential was doing its thing, it never had sort of things where it would get out into the public. This scene has the most hairs on a cgi character ever right. or whatever yeah yeah but like his dark materials did stuff like that so even from that perspective doctor who is in a better position yeah to be respected in the industry we could, it could start winning baftas again his dark materials won quite a few awards did i'm it, sure yeah. like like it's never been set up better to succeed no so 
over the next couple of years, what we're going to get. So next year, we're getting the three specials. Yes. So for the, so for the rest of 2021, we've got eight episodes of series 13. No, six episodes. Six episodes in series 13. And then three next year for three 2022. Three next year. Then the 60th anniversary in 2023. Yeah. So when you read the news, mm. what did that look like to you? So from 2023 onwards, what, what, what did it come across to you as? Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't very clear, was it? It just had the 60th anniversary, mm. which could mean anything. It mm. could mean just an anniversary special. Mm. It could, you know, they're obviously playing their cards Close to their chest, chest um, which is fine. You know, it's the anniversary year. If it is just a special, fine. Maybe Doctor Who needs that little respite in between Jodie finishing and it coming back. Because it would probably literally be a year. I agree with you. Because it will be, what, centenary mm. for BBC is probably November-ish mm. next year. Mm. And then obviously the 60th anniversary will air on the 23rd of November, more than likely. So it will be a year. And I think yeah. it needs that period. I think, I think you're right. Just to... Clear away the cobwebs, mm. and then f- the build up to mm. this is what Doctor Who looks like. Yeah, nice new TARDIS police box. So, from a production standpoint as well, so we'd expect the 60th anniversary to start shooting once Jodie's stuff has wrapped on telly, like after the centenary yeah, this special. Yeah, I... and then you get you get the 60th anniversary special shown in November. Yeah, by which point have they started? shooting series 14 yeah you know um because what i took that to mean from the press statement was a 60th anniversary special and then seasons, seasons yeah the years afterwards. afterwards yeah um which would be great and this is the other thing do they carry on and say this is doctor who series 14 yeah I think do you think so. they should i think so i don't know if they should really i think, do you think they'd re- do you think they're going to reboot it i think they might reboot it so I we think, have Doctor Number One again. No, I don't think they'll reboot it. Reboot it. Okay. I just think they will just reset the numbering. Really? In terms in terms of seasons. Oh I, I, right. So it'll still be the. So we're gonna have a. It will still be the series finale thing all over again. Do you remember that? With yeah. Series five. Yeah. I think they'll probably do that because yeah. I think you know, fourteen series. It feels like, I, it. It I, doesn't feel like. It's accessible. Do you know what I mean? Like, even now, there's rumours with The Mandalorian that Series 3 of The Mandalorian will be the last series and that Series 4 mm. will be a slight refresh, retitle. Same characters. Right. But it just needs a bit of a rebrand mm. just to get people back into it again and just to get people talking again. And I think that's <clears throat> probably fair because I think the way that the world works in yeah. terms of... Um, you know, consuming is your mm, favourite word. Thank you. Consuming media. Um, <laughs> Down the evergreen content pipeline. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, the way, we, yeah, we, we just don't have attention spans mm. anymore. So yeah. if something comes out and it seems fresh and new, it's the same with Marvel. Look at mm. Marvel. It's all phase one, phase two, phase three. But it works in that context because I, well, I think people are more understanding now of multiverses yeah. and alternate. So that's fine. So if you want to do that, that's cool. My only thing is... From a standpoint of what it looks like on a shelf, if it goes back to oh, series yeah. one, it's like, oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. But oh, also, I wasn't thinking so about that. I, I, I mean, that was half-jokingly that I was concerned about Oh, no, no. However, <laughs> I think if you're Chris Chibnall... Yeah. And you... Or even Stephen Moffat, and you've done all this stuff, this world building, and you think whether or not it's the perception or the opinion of the public or Doctor Who fans, you have set Doctor Who up. You've left it in a better place than when you found it. And then the next show runner comes along, great, 
pass the baton over to him or her or whatever and you go right so now we're going to make series one of Doctor Who yeah. and you go oh <laughs> isn't it better just to muck in and just it's all one because yeah then it gets too it get, gets it will get bun. very confusing you know, I just I just think like don't don't pretend that what's come don't be ashamed of it and say no. like right we're going to reset and do series one which is what came across to me with Stephen Moffat's run of it yeah is you go well not the, not the run but when it was when rumored it came, internally yeah that series five was being referred to as series one yeah and then it was that was a bit bizarre mm. like okay well internally I'm sure Maybe it's a production code thing. Yeah. And then it came out that it was going, going to, be to be called, called series, series one. one. Yeah. So then everybody thought, okay, it's a reboot. Like yeah. whatever happened in End of Time Part 2 is going to be irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. And of course that wasn't the case. No. Why wouldn't you just call it series five? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I just I just think it it's, comes across oh. a bit, bit wanky to say like it's maybe series it'd be one like again. Maybe it'd be like uh, big finished box sets. Maybe it'd be like Doctor Who, Dark Eyes. And it'd be like a mini series. I can, I, I can see that. If but then but then it's like we'll reset the entire program then you know whoa yeah don't do that yeah but then 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 it gets confusing for the audience yeah true if you call it unless it's got a subtitle yeah I in think which, that might, in which maybe case, they do that well, okay fine Doctor Who subtitle and then you call it you call that series one the reboot the reboot <laughs> oh god anyway we're very excited for Russell to come back yeah and is there anything else you can think of to say about it not really I mean just really exciting isn't it it is really everything's exciting everything's gonna change oh music people are saying Murray Gold coming back I now, hope not I hope not too mm. not that I don't like Murray Gold but mm. I think he was on it for so long and, I, and obviously people are saying oh well you know Murray Gold did the music for years and years and he did It's a Sin I don't know if he did the English Scandal the oh English yeah very English Scandal yeah um, but I would it would feel like it's not a step backwards but it would just be like a bit too much relying on yeah, the old hand. Yeah, it would be just too similar. I because guess, his I, star, he's got his style. And yeah. You can watch years and years. And I there didn't... Is, I, watching it, I was like, this sounds like Murray Gold. Yeah, and I then the credits rolled and I was like, it is Murray Gold. I know what you mean. Fine, if he, if he has his own in-house person that, you know, maybe Murray, out of all the composers that Russell's worked with, is the person that gets the musical soul of what he's doing. Yeah. And what Russell hears is what Murray provides. Yeah. In which case, that's a good pairing and you shouldn't split that up because it obviously works. Um, we're obviously going off of don't use Murray based off of his last however many years doing it where yeah. you start to get the impression he's running out of themes or running yeah, out of yeah. ways to express certain things. But then you'd have something that was so totally out of left field. Like there's a track from The God Complex, yeah. which is very, remind, puts me in the mind of sort of um, McCoy, Kef McCulloch oh, era right. sort of stuff. Yeah. And you think, oh, he's got a couple more ideas yeah, up his yeah, sleeve yeah. actually. Yeah. So I, while I wouldn't be adverse yeah. to having him come back, I prefer Sega Nakanola's sound for Doctor Who. Yeah. And I would much prefer that to be the type of sound that we get for the show. And I th- again, this comes back to fandom being shitty. I was really disappointed to see that there were people online saying, oh, well, Sega Nakanola, he had his chance and he failed. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's done some really good music. Like, Who's saying that? I don't know. I just saw people, I saw people saying it. And, like, and then I saw other people like, trying to justify like no look at all this like his good cyberman theme i think his theme for the master is excellent his i like the, jody's yeah, theme yeah his dalek his dalek I, theme I is good the, the dalek theme from resolution and then the one that he reworks yeah. for revolution when the the you first see the dalek police drone or yeah. whatever that's probably one of the coolest pieces of music i mean i think it ever it just goes to show how much of an indelible mark these composers have on the program because yeah. yesterday I, my jody whittaker big chief figure was delivered mm. 
and I was taken out of the box and I was humming her theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Su- just subconsciously, just yeah. doing it. And I was like, huh, I forgot that that was the theme because I haven't watched Doctor Who for such a long time or that version of Doctor Who. Do you remember Peter's Am I Good Man theme? I was I was thought I I'd throw you off then. I had a feeling you'd go. Don't have a clue. Don't remember it at all. No, I liked his theme. Well, there we go. That's Russell coming back. Um, I I mean, it's we're gonna have a lot to talk about going forward. I can't wait. Oh my god. What's the theme music gonna be like? It's probably gonna go something like diddly dum diddly dum diddly dum. I've got you. I've something like that. Yeah, along along those lines. Yeah. And if it is Murray Gold. Um, follow in Sagan's bloody footsteps and c- actually keep the, the diddly dums properly. The Delia baseline. Yeah, don't go dumdy dum. It's diddly dum. <laughs> Call yourself a bloody musician. I think that's where we have a break there. That's the best way to leave it. Hello, everybody over at Patreon, or you know, just our viewers in general that are watching this. Uh, we're going to read out some names of the people that have been kind enough to support us on the review of death. Patreon account. A massive thank you to Macro99, Daniel Davies, Robert Johnston, Rowan Thorne, Joe Dre McCarran, David Cunningham, Joe Bardsley, Luke Smith, Andrew Mark Thompson, Jack D. Evans, Brian Kemp, Liam Duke, Josh Lambert, Joe Kay, Exile to the Timelash, Rowan Heathcote, Jude Lovus, Maxon Russell, James Woods, Tom Lindsay, William Carlyle, Callum Devine, Hugh Burke, Sonny Mullings, Thomas Langford, Jeff McCrory, Chris Clark, Will Price. Well done. Thank Excellent. You. Um, Thomas Gentile, Matthew Bevan, Conrad Harbert, Starter Pack, Donovan the Dooski, Gregor Shepherd, Jack Addison, Taylor Wooderson, Christian Craig, Yanto Danielson, Future Contact, Jean Luc Harry, Bobby Cook, Jack G, Chad Welsh, Thomas McDonald, Mark Sanderson, Harvey Smith, Jake Booth, Jay Gent, Harry Houlihan, Miles Lanham, James Garrett, Jack Duffy, Harry Palmer, and Peter Adamson. Thank, thank you, you for supporting the review of Death, um, and thank you for not choosing too complex a name in, yeah. your, in your living. It's appreciated. <laughs> Evil of the Daleks. Evil of the Daleks. Gosh. It's a good story, isn't it? It's bloody good. Thanks for tuning in to the review of Death. Yeah, we bye. Have been <laughs> Matt. Um, so the new animation is out. Yes. You have seen it now. I've watched it, yeah. Me and Johnny wa- sat down and watched it together, which was cool. really exciting because I, I had this realisation watching it. I was like, I've watched every classic episode of Doctor Who with mm. my brother, mm-hmm. I think, probably. Mm. And that is still carrying on today. Yeah. That I'm getting to new watch ones. new old Doctor Who with my brother. It's like, that's brilliant. It I is. mean, there's a few that we, we, we you know, We've watched bits of the faceless ones together or yeah. the Macro Terror. Um, but yeah, it's like, wow, that's that's nice. I, I, it's, it's a rediscovery thing, isn't yeah. it? Every single time one of these comes out and it gets a new appraisal. Yes. Even the same with the collection sets, even if it's a story we've seen a million times, like yeah. Genesis or whatever. Every episode gets its time in the sun again, which is really nice. And, and it's, it's good for me because like you, I mean, I've explored the, the missing mm. episodes in terms of audio tracks and mm-hmm. loose cannon recons and all that sort of stuff my brother hasn't yeah. so for him he only knew that the emperor dalek was in it right and okay. that was sort of it and episode yeah. two and he couldn't even remember that mm. so it's really nice to be sat there with him and him like getting invested and being like gosh and i'd be like did you know that happened like, yeah. oh no i didn't and it's like yeah see, it's good it, it, it seeing it in a visual form it seeing it translated in a visual form 
is really satisfying yeah. because obviously it's not going to paint the same picture that you would even with telesnaps. Mm. But sometimes things just do kind of work, yeah. you know, in the in, in, in the visuals of it all. I think that, because this is a BBC Studios animation yeah. compared to obviously the big Finnish creative stuff um, like the soon to come out uh, Galaxy, Galaxy 4, 4 yeah. and um, Fury from the Deep. I, which of the animation styles do you prefer? Because I kind of feel like the BBC Studios ones, they probably had longer to actually nail yeah. it down, but I sort of feel like this is the look for the animation. Yeah, you know? I, I do. I, yeah, I, I must speak as I find. I do prefer mm. the look of these ones, the Evil of the Dalek. I think Evil of the Daleks was probably the best animation yeah. that they've done. Yeah. Hands down. Mm. I love the style of it. I don't think that uh, the the look of Patrick Troughton was so good. I don't oh, think really? I wasn't so keen on his likeness for some reason. I don't know what it was. It felt like they changed it. And I thought in Faceless Ones and Macro Terror, mm. I thought, oh, he looks fine. I kind of feel like he's, yeah, every other one he looks all right in. Yeah. But like, you know, I think that, you know, Invasion nailed oh, yeah. the hangdog look yeah. pretty perfectly, didn't it? Yeah. And the other ones have made him maybe look slightly too young. I think that's the thing that slightly throws me yes, off. Yes, I think you're right. His voice is obviously uh, older, older yeah. but visually they haven't quite got the age, the aging yeah. right. Yeah. He obviously looks like an older man. Yeah. But maybe it's the hair. Maybe yeah, I don't there's know just what it is. Something about it. But yeah. maybe you're right. Maybe it is the the oldness mm. isn't quite there because he's got such a great face. Mm. He's such a good. You know, he's good. really he should be sort of. But that's something easy that to the capture. animations will never capture. Yeah. I mean, even when it comes to like Lesterson in yeah. in Power of the Daleks, you're not going to get that oh, performance. No. no, no. In the same way that no. you would otherwise. And I think this is the thing. Like, obviously. You and I, we do not know Lesterson's yeah. how he acted. Exactly. But we've seen enough Patrick Troughton for us mm. to go, oh, yeah, maybe he'd have done that. Or, mm. You know what I mean? Uh, so, Evil of the Daleks, when was the first time you watched it or experienced it? It would have been about 2014. Mm-hmm. That was the first time. And I loved it. Yeah. Um, I still preferred Power of the Daleks, mm-hmm. and I think I still do. Right. Uh, as good as Evil of the Daleks is, I think I prefer Power just because it's a slightly tighter story okay but it's bloody good yeah i enjoyed it more this time watching it as an animation than i yeah. did as a re- uh, recon yeah i so the first time i experienced it was tom baker's narrated version on cassette wow okay that was the first time and that was the first that was the only doctor who cassette i think we owned but i've i've got very very strong memories of that first the first two episodes right um because i feel like i was maybe too young to be listening to a seven parter yeah. or whatever um, I will say this about Evil of the Daleks from the off. My one real complaint with it is I think it is an episode or two too long. Definitely. I think the faffing around in the in the mansion yes. goes on for far too long. Yeah. And that whole sub-episode where it's um, Jamie and Camel yeah. wandering around the house picking off Daleks yeah. isn't actually even when it's animated, isn't that enjoyable to kind of watch. No, that could be easily truncated mm. into the previous episode. Mm. There is a whole subplot that both me and my brother were just like, what is the deal with this? Mm. Which is the bit, which is introduced in episode two. Mm. You have the other guy, Mr. Tyrrell, is that so his is name? So is this the guy in the stables? 
Yeah. Yeah. And they kidnap Jamie. Yeah. And it's for for what purpose? And he he's like a Dalek operative. And I was like, well, why is this do they the need posh, a, the posh the guy? posh dude? Because his wife's there. Yeah, his wife is, or his girlfriend is, yeah. Maxtable's daughter. Yeah. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. If you're a Dalek agent and the Daleks have already got Maxtable working mm. for them. Mm. Why are you here? And it, why are you kidnapping Jamie? It uh, does feel like it has a few too many characters. Yeah, it was just like, oh, we've kidnapped him. We've taken yeah. him to the barn of this house. Yeah. And then two seconds later, they all just walk in it, and they're like, oh, ow, oh, he's yeah, walked out. Yeah, Bugger. what are you doing with Jamie in the I barn? Know. And it was like, this feels really strange. And also there's that, there's the bloke who, um, who's in league with him. Yeah. The slightly rougher bloke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guy from um, Ain't Half Hot Mum. The, is it? the, the Welsh guy. Oh, is the it Welsh really? guy. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, but like that, that, that is like a too many cooks sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, it There's is. Slightly yeah. too many people involved in something that isn't related to the Daleks. Yeah. And I think in a Dalek episode, when all you want to see is Daleks, when they do pop up, I think towards the end it does get slightly comical. I don't because it did elicit laughs actually in in the thing in it? the screening yeah. at the BFI that whenever there's an argument happening in the laboratory, a Dalek always comes in to break it up. Right, <laughs> and you know there's only one Dalek that ever kind of directs the plot. Yes, and it's just whenever whenever something needs to happen, that Dalek, Dalek. will come out of that cupboard yeah and shout at somebody and go do this now okay that's our next episode yeah, sorted. yeah. advance the plot um it's a, it's well padded i will yes. say it's not it's not like the space pirates when it's just like interminable what you're actually watching yeah. to stretch the plot out is like oh so thankfully because because jamie has a lot more agency he in the does. story than i remembered mm. and i and all those scenes where for the first time he's actually butting heads with the doctor and saying I don't think you've got your head on straight yeah, this time it's excellent like, really good yeah my brother was just like my god I've never you know you never see that side of, of Jamie the Jamie and the doctor's and relationship it's probably Fraser's best performance it's really good and it's probably because they've it's just the two of them yeah like you're setting Victoria up as the damsel in distress but she's got her own thing going on with that Dalek so yeah. you don't need to worry too much about developing her character because she's just the damsel in distress yes and to be fair the Victoria we see in this story isn't any difference the Victoria <laughs> no. that leaves in Fury from the Deep. No, not really. She doesn't really change at all. No. And I, I think that she's always going to be the subjugated character when through the entire story, she's const- she's a prisoner through the entire thing. Yeah. And it's only at the end when you have the, fi- the final end. And you don't see... We have that kind of, there's the TARDIS, they're all going to go off together. Yeah. We're going to look after you sort of thing. But she doesn't have anything in her character beyond... she she. She gets captured a lot and shouted yeah. at and gets quite upset because her moaning and her crying and her blubbering does get a little bit too much <laughs> in the think? story. She's like constantly being yelled at by that Dalek. You have lost weight. You have fallen by 17 ounces. Like, why does this Dalek care? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's it's a prisoner and it's trying to keep, keep her it alive. alive. Yeah. You will not feed the flying pests outside. <laughs> the Daleks are the funniest in this story. They're so the and voices they, are amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. Peter Hawkins. And then when Roy Skelton c- comes in, ah. Mm-hmm. Oh, classic proper they sound so good and it's a much funnier story than i actually remember yeah. it being there are yeah. some really funny bits like we were joking down the pub the other day the way the dalek just kind of bodies oh yeah the bloody bitch slap dalek yeah, yeah. We, we we watched it and we were like did that really <laughs> happen it's amazing and you, i think you know yeah you're like why have they never done this before i guess if you're doing it with a prop it's mm. very clunky but mm. to animate it i'm mm. sure it 
well, I'm, I'm not going to say it must be easier. Sorry, Rob. You're probably <laughs> yeah, listening know. to this. You'll probably think, no, it bloody isn't. Um, um, the Daleks have never looked better. The Daleks were stunning. I know. Rob did an amazing job. Rob Ritchie, you bloody hell. You, I know, it's insane, You deserve an award because they looked fantastic. And the, the, the detail. I know. Superb. Just the tiny little things. It was Though incredible. The, the Iris the gives Iris it so amazing. much more character. Yeah. I think Rob should be credited for reintroducing the iris as yeah. a way for a Dalek to actually display an emotion. Yeah, because that, that you, needs to be implemented on the real props. 100%. Um, and also the slight pitch and wobble. Yeah. And it's not just when a Dalek, like I always loved in power when they come out of the ship and th- there's a slight kind of jiggle. Clunk or, and the or, eye flops. Yeah. And he did it again in this. Exactly. There's a bit when he's when the Dalek's yelling at Victoria and it's... It wiggles it, about. It's, yeah. it's going like that on its casters. Yeah. And I thought, that's such a lovely... Just a little bit of yeah. emotion yeah. involved in a little motion like that. It's it just, almost makes you cool. think, maybe they should be sticking Nick Briggs inside the Dalek doing these voices. You because, never, yeah. you know, he would be... He, knows. he would be animating the Dalek in a way that yeah. it needs to be animated. This Dalek is is really agitated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. really wants to kill somebody. Yeah. Or this Dalek's a bit more blasé or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, Not to put Barnaby Edwards and everybody else out of no. job. But I just think you know to really gel those performances absolutely it'd be great it would be um what do you think of the dalek city in it the redesign for the dalek i really city? liked it and that whole final uh, end bit looks, on scarrow it looks amazing yeah it, it's a really good story this because you it's almost in three acts yes and it, it yeah everything that second uh, act it I does. Says it's welcome. It does. There is a point where maybe because you just know it's going to happen. Yeah. You're like, I want to get Scar. Now. Get I want to get Scar. Yeah. Now. yeah. Um, like I love episode one and all of that stuff mm. going around the very 60s looking cafe and all this sort of yeah. stuff. They you removed know. the Beatles song from it. They as removed well. the Beatles song, didn't they? They Got had it. to. Um, yeah. I mean, I love all that because it's not really a setting that we're used to seeing the Doctor and Jamie. No, and in. that was cool. Yeah. I mean, obviously the last story, the faceless ones, that is set in the prison day, but it's set in an airport. Yeah. But this feels very much like, oh, like Dodo going to the Inferno Club or something. I was just about to say, it's the first time you kind of feel like the 60s. Yeah. The the, the, the Earth is actually happening, you know, whatever the style is, whatever the culture is. Yeah. Doctor Who's intersecting. Yeah. Because it does the same thing in, in, you know, the war machines. Like the the Doctor goes down into this happening club. Yeah. And and I don't think the Troughton era ever does that again. Even in the invasion. No. It feels just sort of outside of everything that's going on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's... Well, I suppose it's because you're dealing with big corporations. Yeah. And so because they're obviously going to be far more excluded from the culture yeah. and the nightlife. Yeah you, go, yeah, you go from a big, nice office yeah. to somebody's house yeah. or unit HQ. And even then after that, when they're socialising, it's a yeah. very British yeah. middle or upper class way of sort yeah. of doing it. Like, we're going to have... We're going to have wine at the, um, you know, in, in the in the Green Death. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or let's go down the pub. Yeah. It's always, it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's a very old person's and, way of relaxing in later and, years. And even um, in the invasion, what's her name? The the, the nice girl, the photographer. Mm, mm. When she's got Zoe around and mm. she's like, oh, we'll play some records. And it's Teddy Bear's Picnic. I and know. And she's like, oh, didn't you like it? And it's like, no, of course I don't fucking like it. This is what you're <laughs> playing this for. Bloody nursery rhymes. Put some on. Put the Beatles on. Put bloody Bowie on or something. I know. It, I love I, I, I love this story for, for that because yeah. it does feel contem- contemporary yeah. um, and to follow on immediately from the faceless ones is a really cool it's a really well. cool thing yeah. it's funny that, that that first the first two episodes are like a Bond espionage yeah. sort of thing there's lots of subterfuge there's lots of people being paid off yeah. or, you know, like radio it's like an episode radios. of Minder or something it, it is 
then you get the historical alien interference thing yes. in, in the middle of the story. Yeah. Um, should we talk about um, Kemmel? Because Kemmel is a character that I had forgotten was in the story oh, really? until watching the animation. Yeah, I mean, I, I obviously Kemmel is the character is of of its time, mm-hmm. isn't it? That, you know, I don't know what nationality Egyptian. He's I, meant he's to be got, Egyptian, and I don't on, know what he? nationality. Sonny um, Caldinez so, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he ain't Egyptian. I don't no, think. No. <laughs> um, and you know, it's a weird thing for Doctor Who at that time because you've got him, and mm. then the following story you've got Toberman. I know the next mute black guy. Uh, so it is a bit bizarre, but it's it. I think it makes more sense in this story than perhaps it does in Tomb of the Cybermen. I would agree because just of the nature of how we know what rich Victorian people were like. Exactly. Why a group he's of archaeologists? He's a commodity in the house. Yeah, and that, that's no better than presenting yeah. Toberman as the heavy. Yeah, but you know contextually it, 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 at least it makes it's sense. kind of like i can believe maxable went to egypt and on an exhibition and brought him and back. brought him back right whereas yeah. i can't understand why Toberman the, is just... yeah why in the whatever century it is 22nd century yeah goes, oh yeah we've picked up this mute black geezer yeah. and he's gonna pick stuff up and bosh people around the head i know it's like you know at least contextually yeah what that stereotype of of camel is sort of like in context whereas with Toberman it's like oh things haven't moved on no even very thousands of years into the future yeah um but I I liked his character I loved his relationship with Victoria that's Mm. very sweet I liked his relationship with Jamie a lot because there was a kind of a moment where they have right we're gonna both kill each other doing this and it's not worth it when Jamie saves him from falling off the roof yeah and yeah and then there's thankfully there's like a proper it's all home alone that isn't it yeah 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 um I yeah, so Kemmel obviously, in terms of stereotypes, is not the best. No, um, you know, use of of a, of a person of color in the program. You know, the thing that did slightly ground my gears in the animation is the way that Kemmel does the the bow. Yeah. to Jamie, and then Jamie kind of swats his hands away and goes, "Oh, don't, don't you know, yeah. don't do that," and it's like. Ugh. Yeah, I, see I that felt didn't... a little bit uneasy about the way that he just kind of disrespected. Yeah, Camel's I, I, I way can of see what you mean. Respect, I mean, it didn't. You know? It didn't. No, I bother I, me. But I know it was just. I don't know. I. It was one. The one time I kind of went. Oh really? Okay. During the screening, and yeah. obviously, as soon as Kemmel walks on screen, the entire room go. Oh dear. No. <laughs> oh, everyone looking a bit sheepish. Yeah. Like, if anyone walks in, don't worry. We think it's racist as well. <laughs> you know, it was that that sort of atmosphere. I think that the final end absolutely lives up to yeah the, the way they've react they've animated it and the way yeah. they put it together especially that lovely the, the way that they reflect stuff from what we know what we what we've seen of of the recording where yes. that's there's the Dalek going along the valley outside yeah and you see that with that top down view where it's eye light that's really cool is kind yeah of yeah flaring out in front yeah. of it is, is like a awesome light, literally we, yeah it's brilliant awesome um I think it's probably my favorite animated recon oh, definitely that they've ever done definitely because i was my concern uh especially with episode four i think mm. it is episode four where most of the jamie action happens 
My concern was like, oh God, this is going to look really clunky when they mm. animate this. Mm. And it didn't. It didn't. It worked really well. Like him and um, Kemmel climbing up the ropes and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. worked really well. I thought the most clunky looking bit of animation in the whole thing was right at the start with Jamie and the Doctor chasing after the van. And oh, it yeah. looked like they were sort of trudging through treacle a yeah. little bit. They were like sort of bouncing. But I mean, you animating people running is always a nightmare. That and uh, Jamie and Kemmel... Uh, pushing the Dalek into the fireplace. Yeah. I thought that looked a little bit... Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, whatever. W- when we were watching that, Jonathan was like, you what? That's all it took to destroy a Dalek? I know, I know, I know, I know. But hey, that's, it's just, fine. that's the nature of the beast, isn't it, really? How many Easter eggs did you notice? Um, so, the Emperor Dalek, Davros Emperor Dalek, yeah. as like one of the towers for Scarrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the Whitaker family crest. Yep. Um... The only other ones that I noticed because Clayton Hickman put them on oh, did Twitter oh, okay. was the like the Dravin and stuff in the uh, in the alleyway on the posters. The, that the he band posters and yeah. stuff, yeah. Uh, otherwise, I can't think of anything else. The only other one that I can remember is um, on in the room where Jamie and the Doctor are sort of recuperating through the story when yes. they get boshed on the head or whatever. Yeah. Um, on the mantelpiece behind them yeah holding up one of the oh you said yeah. one of the what, what do you call it shelves yeah yeah are weeping angels yeah i didn't notice that covering their faces that. yeah that, that that was the first one yeah when everybody started murmuring i was like oh yeah of course there'll be things to kind of look yeah at. yeah the wilkie daleks in it the wilkie daleks in it everybody yeah. was looking forward to seeing that that was really cool um i i think this is probably one of the best ever dalek stories and it's, i know that everybody says that it's it's either between this and it's power so good and, and one of the things that i really loved and Jonathan said the same. All the stuff in the house, although it is a bit laboured, the Daleks going through that Victorian setting, that I is know. so incongruous, I know. having this very sci-fi thing in this Victorian setting, yeah. it just it works. It works really well. Um, you know, and it almost gets a bit creepy and a bit haunted housey. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that you could really do something with when, this. Whenever the Daleks are put in a scenario that is where they're on the back foot. Yeah. So whether it's finding the human factor, not having weapons... Um, you know that that is when the Daleks are most interesting yeah when they are when all you're seeing is them as tanks coming into spaces and killing people yeah they are their least interesting yeah and especially like the way that they've been re-engineered with Chris Chibnall's iteration of the program where the mutant is I know we've obviously seen it in like uh, Resurrection yeah it's as dangerous as when it's in its casing yeah but I just think when it does something where the Daleks are on the back foot and they have to use their initiative um, like they, they, you know, everybody's being pulled into slavery to make this Dalek factor, yeah. you know, more powerful with the human factor. I think that that's a really nice, a really nice thing for the Daleks to try and get a hold of. They don't understand it. All they know is we need to beat them. Yeah, there must be some. It's very Davros. Yeah, yeah. And with the tapes, you know, we need to know why we're pe- being defeated. Yeah. If we experiment with the human factor and put it into some Daleks. And then, of course, we have the Civil War thing as well, which is very cool. It's a very important story. So much of the Daleks' very history so. pivots around yeah. this yeah, yeah, central yeah. kind of moment. Yeah, because it was supposed to be their last appearance, wasn't exactly. it, in the, in the series? Do you ter- think it would have been a satisfying oh, way to yeah. write them out? It was really good. Like I, I, You almost wish they didn't come back, yeah, especially were, yeah. if Day was their next story. It's and like, think, if we'd skipped straight to Genesis, yeah, that would have been really cool. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, it's a shame that Day of the Daleks happens next because... It turns them into the piss-take pepper yeah. pot, immobile 
there's only ever three of them. Yeah. You know, and... They the, sound awful. Oh, they sound awful. They anyway. sound like someone doing a bad Dalek impression. And then coming off the back of... The best, of, like, Dalek yeah, voices The best ever. pairing, yeah. Yeah, it's such a shame. It's like, oh, man, they mm. cocked it up big time. Mm. And I like Day of the Daleks as a story. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a good, you know, Terminator before Terminator story. Mm. Um, but no, I, I, I agree. I think it would have been a great way to end the Daleks. Mm. Um, obviously, good job they didn't yeah. go. But yeah, it, 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 it's just a really good story. And I think watching it back, things about it that I didn't really pick up on watching the recon that I really liked. Mm. Uh, Molly, the maid. Yeah. She would have been such a good companion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was like, she's like one of my, oh, could have been companions. She was so good. She's up there. Yeah, she's got a great relationship with Jamie. Yeah. I was like, oh. You almost, I was like, I don't really want you to go and rescue Victoria. Take her along. She's, she's Victoria got doesn't of... get the best start. No. In terms of her perception. No. But then if, if all the, the, the women in Doctor Who are just supposed to be screaming anyway. Yeah. Then that's fine. Yeah. But that doesn't help her as a character. No. She's just a, a loud. Yeah. Like Molly had a lot more personality. Exactly. You know, she, you know, she was like, oh, uh, don't, don't tell the master. I'm yeah. A cheeky. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. And she actually like, had a character. She had a character. Um, the only other thing that I always w- 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 felt with the story that didn't quite work is I'm not sure Maxtable is the most interesting villain, right? Because he, you know, ends up being the baddie in the yeah. end. And the whole thing towards the end when they get to Scarrow, yeah. where the Daleks finally promise him his uh, alchemy yeah. thing. Like, okay that is a strong thread to make somebody do what, like I'm going to get the thing that all of the scientists have never been able to quite yeah. work out. That's really cool. But I just don't feel like the ends justify the means no. to his character. Like yeah. he is a good man. Yeah. And then as soon as they get to Scarrow, he becomes a psychotic evil baddie. And it's like, I, the, it was too much of a, of a kind it of was whiplash a, uh, yeah. effect in his character. Yeah, they needed to do something. He needed to be like shitty to Kemmel or something, didn't they? They needed to set up, or horrible to Molly. They yeah. needed to set up that this... There's underneath a couple of the bits r- where he's, he's horrible to Waterfield. Yeah. But it's not quite enough because no. Waterfield is a wet blanket anyway and he's just yeah. desperate. So yeah. whatever he says to him, he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, it, so, it, it needed something to just say, oh yeah, this underneath the Victorian finery and this, the, oh, I'm a nice scientist. Yeah. He's, actually, no, he's a bit of a shithead. Because cause he, you're setting up Waterfield mm. as the main human focus for the story. Yeah. Then when Maxtable gets involved, you think, oh, it's another scientist. Yeah. They're going to work well with the Doctor. And his sudden heel turn is a bit too much. Yeah. You can see it coming. Mm. But it's not as gradual as it probably should have been. Yeah. When he gets, when he sees the alchemy machine. Yeah. That's his ultimate undoing, isn't it? He, yeah. He dies. He gets fried by a by something. He gets the uh, the Dalek factor. The Dalek factor. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it, it, it just isn't enough mm. for me. I think he, his his character thread is the only really weak one. Yeah. Through it. Um. But beyond that, it, I mean, it's got to be one of the greatest Doctor Who stories of all time. You know? Yeah, it's definitely definitely up there do you think it's the best triton do i think it's the best triton uh i it's 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 one or two isn't it surely it's, it's well yeah it's definitely up there yeah i mean the watching it as the animation obviously it looked fantastic and just to think my god mm. what was this what must this have been like to watch Actually it at watch the it. time and there's some like really scary bits in it something that really stuck with me when i watched the recon and again with the animation is the bit where maxwell kills camel yeah 
and it's the kill, 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 mm. kill. And obviously, you watch the, you look at the tele snaps, and it's all dark, and obviously it's black and white. Yeah. And Maxable looks like he's just jumped out of the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. He's yeah, very yeah, yeah, German yeah. expressionist looking. Yeah. Black and white, all that mist. Holy shit, that is terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh god, I, if only we could see that. I know. It's such a shame. I think that they're like the lighting in in this is beautiful, excellent, and all the dust particles. The dust and particles. Stuff. It just adds that extra layer. Yeah. I really wanted to know how they do Dizzy Daleks because obviously you've got a two D character yeah. interacting with a three D character. I think it was pulled off perfectly, really well. Yeah. Um, the choice of shots as well. Yeah. Uh, was, was superb, and a lot of that comes down to the storyboarding, obviously, yeah. but the naturally the compositing by by Rob, um, is just sensational. Um, yeah, there was there was never a moment really in this story, unlike with Power of the Daleks, where I thought, oh, something should be happening here. Oh, because yeah, Power yeah, there was were, the one where you thought, I don't know if these animations are going to quite hit the yeah, mark because like, oh. there's that constant waiting around for things to happen and characters yeah. looking at each other. Um, yeah, and there was none of that. No. I don't know if it, maybe they trimmed a bit or whatever. I think that... Well, when they were talking about it afterwards, there was a mention that some stuff was trimmed, but it wasn't like things being cut like macro where people got really upset. But yeah. It's like, well, then listen to the audio version yeah, of it then, where think, it makes even less sense. Yes. How do you animate the, you the, know, the washing yeah. machine thing? Yeah. The only other thing I, I'd say is it's replaced the moon base as my favorite animation. Yeah. yeah. Um, and to look at Power of the Daleks, even the way that... that Pat looks yes to, compared to now you can see man they've really nailed it, they've nailed it yeah, they've found their they've their, refined it so much it, it makes it, you think what's it going to look like now when they haven't got Dalek stories to do I know but that's exciting as well yeah you know um, oh, you know what? What's what's next? What's what? We've got Galaxy Four next. Galaxy Four next. Then I think because it was leaked or mentioned in yeah. Eagle Moss magazine abominable snowmen or wheel in space i think abominable snowmen is next and then wheel in space wheel in space will be after that because wheel in space we've been told for ages like it's the next one yeah and it never is no. it was supposed to be the one after wheel uh, after power wasn't it i think that's what people were saying yeah i don't know what if the actually, legitimacy yeah. of that was yeah. i love abominable snowmen mm. i read the target novelization and mm. i loved the reconstruction so i am very excited to yeah. see what that looks like and you know how, how they do the Yeti and all that sort of stuff. That's really exciting. Wheel in Space is a story that I don't think is generally that well loved. It's, no. It's like a Cyberman story too many in a very Cyberman heavy era. Well, it's just it's just the Cybermen doing the same thing as before, but less interestingly. I think that's it, isn't it? And, Even and it's a longer like story as well. Stuff, yeah. That's cool. That's good. And the, and the one-off cyber design yeah. is really cool. Yeah. But... Yeah, it doesn't really do... It doesn't have much agency to it compared no. to the others. Yeah, only that it introduces Zoe. Yeah. That's really yeah. what we get out of that one. Exactly. Um, but perhaps that will be a story that will be given a reappraisal when I we get so. to watch it. I hope so, because I think there are lots of... In the same way with the moon base, where that there were there were some elements of it that were quite... Um, not dark in tone, mm. but like when the Cybermen were offing people in the supplies room yeah. was really really atmospheric and worked yeah. really well and i think that the cybermen lend themselves really well to animations yes. because you can make them as tall or as broad or as powerful yeah. as you want they have much more agency in those designs when they're drawn yeah because obviously you've got a slightly portly six foot four bloke walking into a room yes with the chest unit not quite on yeah or the mouthpiece 
you have to get that timing right because yeah. otherwise it spoils the illusion. With the Daleks, it doesn't matter quite so much because no. the rest of their bodies can be animated. But when you're just supposed to be a tall silver bloke yeah. and you don't open your mouth right, it kind it of cocks, it up, cocks it up slightly. So I'm interested to see maybe how they adapt the, the design for the wheel in Space Cybermen. Yeah. You know, obviously there'll be lots of nodding mm. and lots of moving back and forth. But I love that that's the only way that they could be like, <laughs> so you're the one that's going to say this line. Line two, you speak and just make sure we're nodding back and forth and doing all that so we know who's talking. It's like they're drunk it's w- great. wobbling back and forth. Yeah. Um, there we go. I think that's that's that really, isn't it? Yeah. Even of the Daleks. Go and buy it now. Available DVD, yes. Blu-ray, digital I, I, download, I'm it's, sure. It's really just like, my God, they've got, they've set the benchmark with this. Mm. It must be nice to have two different companies working on oh, them yeah. one after the other because it's almost like, right, beat this yeah sort of thing so there is a yeah. nice bit of creative and, and obviously they do do it all very much their own they each have their own style yes you know, these yeah, exactly. ones are obviously they're in color but they try to be as close to what we saw on tv uh-huh. as possible maybe with a few embellishments yeah. here and there whereas fury from the deep was like yeah we know what it looks like but we're gonna go big with it yeah, you know? yeah. we're gonna make sure that the drill room is and huge that works. and all that and that works because i'd say i'd say that my my second or third favourite animation is probably Fear from the Deep, from the Deep. Mm. I really like that one um, so yeah it's it's what an exciting time to be a Doctor Who it's fan it's mad like my brother series 13 yeah. on the horizon Russell Russell's on coming the horizon back, and we've got we're nearly halfway through all of the missing episodes <sighs> in animation it's nuts and, and the collection set's still coming out you might even know what the next one is by the time this comes out it yeah, might have been so. released um, but yeah it's bonkers like my brother it's like you know we grew up thinking we would never see this stuff. I know, I know. You know, and now we can just put it on and watch it. It's fabulous. It's, it's so cool. It's absolutely incredible. Um, God, we're so bloody lucky. I know. We are so lucky. You know, people moan about Doctor Who like not getting enough attention or whatever. We are the probably the luckiest fandom One of out them. there. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and I mean that as someone who likes a bit of Star Wars and likes a bit of this and a bit of that. I think we are bloody treated like royalty, really. I think we are. We get such good stuff. Mm. I mean, even the action figures. Even the toys, yeah. The action figures alone. We were were saying the other night, remember when there was a time where you thought, okay, they'll put a head on this and we can get an Ainley figure or whatever. And that's the limit. That's as far as they can go. And then within a three-year period, you get a Harry Sullivan. And then, you know, all the Romanas and the Raston Warrior robot and all that kind of stuff coming out. Sensorites. Sensorites. They are such good figures. Those sensorites are beautiful. I think they're one of my favourite figures in the line, actually. Really? Yeah, they're so good. I was playing with them the other night. Playing with them. I'm 29. There we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really wish the Doctor Who fans would just... I think they just need to good we really stop and just take it. a step back. Yeah, and I think, but it's the, I don't it's, want to be an old man here. Yeah, I don't want to be an old man because actually, I think it's a bit funny because I think some of the old men in the fandom have a good old moan. Yeah, and I th- obviously some of the younger people have a good old moan. And I'm going to be a bit of an old man now and be like, you know, you young y- nip- nipper snappers <laughs> with your bloody nipper snappers, whipper snappers, <laughs> you young kids. You know, you grew up with your bloody Russell T Davies and your bloody Toys and Toys, and your are, toys us. are Us. I was just about to say, and you know, when we were kids, I know we had none of that. I know we had a grotty corner in Forbidden Planet with the that, BBV videos. That everybody the, was ashamed to look at. Yeah, and some t- crummy old dapple figures. Yeah, and we bloody loved it. And we bloody loved it. Uh, maybe, maybe we are just more, I don't want to say grateful, because that sounds, it sounds yeah. iffy. But I'm like, 
maybe it's just that because we didn't have anything yeah for a long time yeah. that when we get it now it's just like well everything's great yeah you know why why wouldn't everything be great but then for the fans that are used to trailers yeah. photographs things being leaked blah, yeah. blah blah i think when it gets too far into the leak territory yeah when you think you know the show more than any other fan does yeah. or you expect more from the show than most fans do yeah that's when it gets a bit like all right you know nothing's owed to you no we are getting these stories yeah. animated that alone should be enough that yeah. you don't have to constantly be at the bbc's back saying where's the trailer for series 13 it's yeah. like well chill out enjoy even the daleks in the meantime it's fine yeah this is it isn't it and i think we should probably add a little disclaimer here that you know we are both guilty of saying oh there should have been a trailer 100 i'm know, not i'm not i'm not saying yeah, that we've not we, said things we all do it we're not trying to be holier than thou about yeah. this but yeah i just think when you th- you know if we didn't have stuff like the collection sets, if we didn't have stuff like mm. these animations or the figures or, you know, and obviously not everyone collects the figures and not everyone collects the animations. Well, well or, yeah, exactly. You know, um, vice versa. You know, obviously there's stuff like the comic books that come out. I don't read the comic books. I've no. no interest in the comic books. Not really. Um, We've got new Doctor Who every week with Big Finish. We've got, much. yeah, by God, Big Finish. Christopher Eccleston's back. David Tennant is the Doctor. It is bonkers. And I think, you know, if you were like, say, a Star Wars fan, mm. okay, you get a pretty constant run of toys throughout the year. You get, but yeah, but I think that's slightly different though, because yeah. it just with the context of a TV series, you know, okay, it might happen once every two years or something yeah. with the current run, but you're going to get, you know, six to ten weeks yeah. of Doctor Who. Yeah, I suppose it's the same as being a Bond fan. That you if, get, yeah, my God, if you're a Bond fan, one movie every six years or something. And I think the Bond. There are very two, there are distinctive splits of fandom mm. which are like, I am a Bond fan because I like the films. Yeah. And then you might have a Bond fan who likes all of Bond and all yeah. the books and all that sort of and stuff. And all the video games. And, and all stuff. the video games. Yeah. You know, so they might be like, oh, that's all right. There's a new novel coming out. Yeah. So I'm I'm sated. Well, I, I said this the other day. It's become the Bond podcast because yeah. we will talk about No Time to Die when we've both seen it. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen it once. I'm seeing it again tomorrow. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> oh but with mum and dad, they, they, it's like, come on, we've got to see a Bond movie. It's Daniel Craig's last one. We've got to go. I think that the the model of the bond things where you'd have a movie every two years yeah. and a video game to fill the gap is great it i, I don't know why that isn't sustainable yeah. for them you probably make cheaper movies and you'd make your money back quicker mm. doing that model maybe once every four years or something just so we knew we have a guaranteed run of yeah. things i think that the stability that tv brings where it's always the news is always going to be on at six o'clock yeah Call the Midwife is always going to be on after Strictly, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. When you start to reel that back because you have to be realistic, because there's a budget issue, mm. there's a scheduling issue, people don't realise that making a TV show can be as complex as making a film. Yeah. There's a reason beyond COVID that No Time to Die was delayed twice before yeah. the COVID thing yeah, even yeah, happened yeah. with the Danny Boyle thing. Yeah. It, you know, with it within being announced within the first two or three months, yeah. then they said, right, another six months because Kerry Fukunaga's coming on. So when Doctor Who, which should be on the telly every day, Six thirty, you know, that, but that's the way that people, people view think, television, yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially people who grew up with it back in the sixties when it was literally on like I know. every fucking week. Yeah, you know, or our generation, yeah. people our age, where Russell was their first introduction to the show. Like, so Doctor Who has to be thirteen episodes, thirteen episodes and every year, 13 and, episodes and a Christmas and special, special. Then there's something wrong, and the BBC, are, what are they doing? <laughs> I know, but, but it's so rare that, that that a TV show will will last that long in yeah, that time God, slot or know, whatever. Like, co- how many times Corrie changed before they found the current? Yeah. Way of doing things 
Holby or Casualty, one of the two, one's being cancelled. Holby's going, yeah. The other one's been scaled back oh, from is productions it? Yeah. before. I don't know. But, like, you, these 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 things happen. Yeah. And, you know, in, in the interim, we're being given animated reconstructions. Yeah. I'm not saying you should always just be grateful and you should never complain no. about it. No, no, no. But I, I just think that people lose perspective of, as a fandom... Sure, people might be yelling at each other on the internet every yeah. now and again. That happens all the time. It's the internet. What do you expect? Yeah. But to to act like we not having a trailer means that this fandom or this product is bad yeah. or is dying or whatever, it, it really isn't. Yeah. You know, you go to one of the BFI events and see how many people are in that room mm. loving and laughing at Doctor Who. Yeah. And immediately once you leave, you go, right talk about what we just saw anyway serious 13 yeah, yeah, yeah that conversation is still happening yeah just because it's taken how many weeks out from the show going out to get inklings yeah. that serious 13 is happening in october or november or whatever yeah it's fine just you know everybody yeah, everybody watch evil of the daleks if you're bored and you've got nothing to do yeah. while you wait for the next trailer to drop watch evil of the daleks or dip into big finish or whatever there's so much pick stuff a, pick up a novelization exactly you know doctor who for, I, I i but we know it's the it's the channels or the you know websites or whatever that rely on a constant stream of yeah. information they're the ones that are complaining yeah and it's like well that's your problem for thinking that you could sustain Same, yeah. that conversation yeah. for a year when there's no Doctor Who on TV. Yeah. We all thought that all the NMDs on their live streams would get bored of the show and walk away from it as soon as you have a year where there's no Doctor Who on television. Yeah. Or when Russell comes back and yeah. you think it's all sweetness and light, everything's going to be just like it was back in the old days. It's like, no, people are still going to find things to complain about. Of course. And that's part of the community. And that's sometimes why we love it because there's always a conversation going on. Yeah. But... I think chilling out and watching Eve of the Daleks is probably in everybody's best interests at the moment. <laughs> um, and that's probably where we should leave today's yeah. podcast. Well, thank you very much for listening or watching. Um, we'll see you again next time. Ooh, what are we doing next time? Next time, we're doing our first ever 11th Doctor review. <gasps> we're going to do for the we're doing a yin and yang sort of thing yeah so we're going to do um the uh, rings of akaten yeah as the is... sort of worst on the list for the um 2014 dwm poll yeah then we're going to do as the counterpoint to that vincent and the doctor yeah just because the other episode that was above that so the two that were above it yeah. was obviously the 50th anniversary at number one yeah which will review separately as a thing yeah it doesn't really it, yeah it's his own thing it doesn't really it, feel like it's, it's part a, of that it's, it was in cinemas yeah. it's a movie it kind of deserves it's it's the, it's the 50th anniversary yeah. when we review that we'll yeah, obviously three doctors in it exactly it doesn't really help um, and then the 11th hour obviously an introductory doctor story not the best example no. of the show in general during their yeah. tenure so the way we've engineered it yeah so you get the rings of Akaten and Vincent and the Doctor yeah and interesting that it's from Matt Smith's first series and his last his series his last series yeah. so to compare and contrast the way that that energy changes or whatever yeah. is going to be really interesting yeah. so tune in to enjoy that when it comes out and uh, until then uh, support the Patreon because on Friday this week this episode's coming out you're going to get your commentary for Zygon when being you just isn't enough yeah. everybody's going to get that but yeah. if you want to be on the Patreon and get that stuff ahead of time then support it thank you very much there we go bye 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 <laughs>